You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. You know, good news encourages the soul, doesn't it? In the month of July, you know, Grace and I and my family spent time vacationing back home in Hawaii. Time to get away, recharge, recuperate, spend time with Grace's family, my family, some of our close friends. You know, and I, when, when I'm in Hawaii, I usually go to my grandfather and grandmother's graves to pay my respects and express gratitude, love, and considering all the ways God moved in my life through their love and their sacrifices. On this trip, I participated in my grandfather on my dad's side burial service. He was 93 years old and a man of faith. He went to one of the first Hawaiian Christian churches in the state of Hawaii, you know, and he is where I get my love for fishing, golf, and crack seed, which is a Hawaiian delicacy, if you will. It's easy to ponder about your life at funerals, isn't it? Just the other day, I think two days ago, one of my good friends just passed and her name was Terry Barr. She lived with us in Hawaii. She's in the church in San Francisco. And in the midst of death, it's easy to think about God, what God may be doing and how God may be building faith in my life at different times. Have you ever wondered, this question I have for you tonight, have you ever wondered how how does God actually build faith in our lives? And this is what our midweek lesson tonight will be about. And I want to talk about three ways God builds faith in our lives. And I hope this will encourage your faith. Uh, but before we do that, let's go to God in prayer. There are many ways God builds faith, but I just want to talk about three. Uh, so I want to say a prayer, and our lesson is entitled this, How God Builds Our Faith. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you that we can look in the scriptures tonight, be together as a communal family in our fellowship, be with all those who are going through difficult times, be especially with David and Alexis Yamas, who who is battling COVID right now. Be with them, encourage them, help our fellowship to wrap our arms around them and everyone who is going through difficult times and challenging health situations. Be with our fellowship. Thank you for the leadership of Robert. Uh, and Michelle and the Webbers and all our leadership team and membership as, as we're trying to live out our faith and be pleasing to you. God bless our Bible study tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. How God builds our faith. There are many ways God builds our faith in the Bible, but we are specifically going to talk about three. And, you know, the first one is in 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 7. Drum roll, please. In this passage, Peter wrote to Christians living in a challenging time, tremendous persecution, corrupt government, and extreme suffering. And so the first way I want to talk about how God builds faith in our life is through suffering. I don't think I heard too many amens there (laughs) through the TV. You know, I don't like suffering, but one of the first ways God can build our faith is through suffering. In 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 3, this verse 7, the passion translation. And remember, through my schooling, I learned different ways to try to engage God. So we're going to look at passages in different translations. And in 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 7, it says, Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us His extravagant mercy. For His fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. Amen? It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith. Which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus the Anointed One is revealed. What an awesome passage, right? One way God builds our faith is through suffering. Can I get an amen on that? Can I get a hallelujah? Sometimes it's crickets when we talk about suffering. If I'm honest, I don't like suffering. I don't like trials if I'm honest. Especially as Peter says, many trials. One is enough for me in a year. You know, March 2022 will be my 30th year as a Christian. I'm at 29 years right now in my journey. And while I don't like trials, I do know over the over the last 29 years of my life, it's one way God is trying to build my faith. Well, you go, how? Well, he tries to build our faith through trials that test our faith. Our faith is like a muscle, man. It needs to be worked out. And trials, suffering, challenges, disappointments test our faith. I'm not saying God is making it happen. I am saying he absolutely allows it. Trials reveal our motives to why we do what we do. God allows trials, sometimes even tests us. Yes, I said it like in Job to grow our faith. Sometimes God tests us himself. Oftentimes he allows trials to come and to to use it in a way that helps to grow our faith to help our faith become as the as the bible says genuine you know in our world trials often cause pain and suffering but in god's world trials are meant to refine our faith to help our faith to become genuine to become mature and this is a good thing because a genuine faith is valuable. In fact, Peter says, more valuable than gold. Did you see that? Your faith, my faith, is valuable. It's what helps you last as a Christian to make it to the end. Why? Because your faith is going to be tested and it needs to be proved genuine. How many of you want to have great faith? I mean, I do. I want to have great faith. Then your faith must be tested. It's impossible to get genuine faith without testing. It's impossible. And so I hope we can, while we may not love trials coming away, I hope we can appreciate it as we age as Christians. And I hope it helps us to look at trials a bit different. We may never look forward to trials, but we certainly can appreciate it. And so one of the first ways God builds our faith is through suffering. And then think about what has tested, what tests have you gone through in 2021 that has been challenging? You may want to share that in your discussion group. And how have you been handling that test? The second way God builds our faith, drum roll please, is through encouragement. And I know I heard some amens on that, some hallelujahs, because we love encouragement, right? Encouragement, where, where we're getting the encouragement we need so that we can do it. 
we can live this life and it is difficult. If you've ever wondered why we need encouragement is that it's difficult to live the Christian life. It's difficult to be a true disciple and try to live like Jesus every single, every morning you get up, you got to make that decision on whether or not I'm going to live my faith according to the Bible or not. In Romans chapter 1, in verse 11 to 12, love this passage. It's a great passage as Paul was trying to visit the, the church in Rome to encourage them. In verse 11, it says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Look at the, look at the way Paul uses relationships and how God, you know, puts people together and partnerships together to help each other be strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. You know, Paul longed to visit the church in Rome to encourage their faith and relationships are God's way to encourage churches, to encourage each other. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, you know, if there's anything that should be happening daily in our lives is encouragement. Think about it. But do you get that kind of encouragement from one another every single day? Some of us do, some of us don't. And and Paul wanted to see what the disciples were doing in their faith. And then he was going to share different things that are happening in his faith as well. And and that's what, what makes a partnership mutually encouraging is, is there's a give and take of what's going on in each other's faith. We're receiving faith, but we're also giving faith. And because we are part of a global family and local family, it's important that we gain encouragement from what people are doing in their faith. Let me let me give you an example. In Philippians 4, Paul is writing to the church in Philippi from prison. And he shares one thing that was going on that is so inspiring and yet dangerous. As you and and the reason why I'm sharing this passage in Philippians 4:22 is because it 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 goes to show what Paul is telling the church in Philippi about something happening in Rome. Let's read Philippians 4 in verse 22. It says, All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Did you get that? Especially, all God's people send greetings, right, to the church in Philippi, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Paul was telling the church in Philippi to make sure they greet all God's people in Jesus, especially though the disciples that are in Caesar's household. Did you get, did you see that? The Roman disciples were living out their faith, you know, in Rome. And as Paul was talking to the Philippian church, he was, he was telling them to greet those who belong to Caesar's household, meaning that they were members of Caesar's household in Rome that became Christians. You know, that's so inspiring is that as Paul was, you know, uh, uh, talking to the church in Phil, here's an example of encouraging the disciples by, uh, by what, what's happening in people's faith. You know, when it came to Rome and, and Emperor Nero, within just a year or two of writing that letter in Philippi, Nero came to be well known for his torturing and execution of Christians. His economic uh, policies and political power were failing and Nero wanted to blame someone. He claimed that Christians were responsible for the great fire that ravaged the city of Rome and he rounded them up as prisoners. He ordered them, he ordered that these Christians be tied to stakes, dipped in pitch and burned alive to light his racetrack at night. 
though this particular act did not take place until a year or two after Paul's letter to the Philippians was written, the tension that led up to it would have already been palpable in Nero's household. It would have been a courageous thing for anyone in Caesar's household to confess faith in Christ Jesus. You know, there is no situation into which the gospel cannot penetrate. We should never give up hope and we should never stop praying. And and the reason why I want to share this is that the, the second thing is that that second way God can build our faith is through encouraging each other through each other's faith, what others are doing to build uh, faith in their lives and to share the inspirational stories. You know, I want to lift up a sister in our fellowship, uh, Barbara Lawson. And what's so encouraging about Barbara Lawson is uh, she was involved. She has a business uh, and it's entitled Meet Me in the Dirt. And Meet Me in the Dirt is a visible reflection of God's hidden work in the garden of our lives. It is a place where seeds of hope are sown and nurtured until they break through the other side, refreshed and new. It is transformative, healing, and encouragement all wrapped in nature's flow. She offers therapeutic gardening services, landscaping, small garden design, grief and anxiety support, as well as workshops on all things growing. And uh, such a such an amazing thing that Barbara is doing. She has this little truck here you, that is seen in the picture there, and there's a person that's videoing over there. She was she was uh, she was interviewed, and on KTLA Channel Five on Thursday night at 7 p.m. That interview is going to be aired on a show named LA Unscripted, 7 p.m. Thursday night. You can hear all about her story, her journey that she's been on, the different challenges, and how she uses this to really make a difference in the world in which she lives in. Amen. Let's give Barbara a hand. That's our sister in the faith, just living out her faith, doing what she does, and using her gifts to make a difference in this world. Again, it'll be on KTLA Channel 5, 7 p.m. Thursday night. You can watch that interview Amen, Barbara. Fantastic. I hope that encourages your faith because uh, that's an awesome, awesome thing of, of someone who's who's doing something in their life by faith and it is encouraging our faith. The third way and the last way God builds our faith is through reminding us of the faith we once had. Reminding us of the faith that we once had. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 3 to 4, Three to five. It says, every time I say your name in prayer, which is practically all the time, this is Paul talking about to Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I worship with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors. I miss you a lot, especially when I remember that last tearful goodbye, and I look forward to a joy-packed reunion. That precious memory triggers another, your honest faith. And what a rich faith it is, handed down from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice, and now to you. And the special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed, keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 through 5. You know, Paul had a faith talk with Timothy to encourage him because he was discouraged. One thing we're all going to face in life is hits to our faith. 
You are not immune to trials, to tough times and sudden tragedies because just because you're a Christian. Paul knew that struggles can wear us down. Have you been worn down this past year, maybe last year? It, it can depend what season you're in right now. And it's crucial that we have relationships that ground us and help us to stay the course. He needed reminding of the faith he once had because he kind of lost some of his faith. You know, there's two scary scriptures in the Bible, Matthew 24, verse 12 to 13, that, that Jesus is talking about that the most of, uh, most will, their faith will grow cold. Most people's faith is going to grow cold over time. And in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3, as Paul's talking to Timothy about preaching the word, he reminds him that a time will come when people will no longer follow the Bible. They're going to follow their emotions. They're going to follow their desires. They're going to follow their feelings. They're going to follow what their family says. They're going to follow what a good uh, a friend says, and which may be contrary to the Bible. That's a scary thing that, that the Bible says that most people's faith will go cold in their lifetime. Are, are, is that where you're at? I've been there many times where my faith has grown cold or I've, I've kind of followed things that weren't biblical, but seemed biblical and looked biblical, but weren't actually biblical. And it's so awesome that we can have, and we're so lucky that we get to have discipling relationships in our life that can ground us and remind us of the faith that we once had. Maybe you've been a person that, that have been around, a, you know, for a short time right now and you're cranking and you're doing great and you're on fire right now. Awesome. Keep that ablaze. Keep that faith ablaze. But maybe you're somebody who's older right now and you've taken so many hits to your faith. You know, when you're talking to an older Christian sometimes, cause they have that look that they've been around, you know, like I've, I've, I've had hits to my faith and it makes me question things now that I didn't before when I was a younger Christian. Are you that person? Do you know if your faith has grown cold? You no longer, or no longer go by the Bible, but emotions or feelings. It happened in the first century and it still happens today. And it's crucial we have relationships to remind us of the faith we once had. And that, isn't that cool with Paul? He, he didn't rebuke him. He didn't just lay him out. He didn't just, you know, uh, call him out in front of everybody. And sometimes you need a calling out like, like Paul did to Peter when, when, when he was involved in a situation that looked like prejudice and, and, and he, where prejudice and discrimination was going on. He flat out called him out. But I appreciate the reminding, you know, and, and that's what I need in my life. And I pre, I appreciate Robert always reminding me about different things or Doug or some of my uh, friends in my fellowship. My kids remind me sometimes. Dad, you seem angry right now. Are you angry, Dad? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I need to repent. I appreciate about the reminding. I appreciate that Timothy had relationships like Paul to remind him of the faith that he once had. And I appreciate Paul remembering the faith he had and doing it in a way that, that meets the need at that hour for him. A couple of things you can deal with tonight in discussion questions to look at is which point interrupted your spirit tonight? Which point stopped you for it? Which point made you go, oh, I need to think about that. Was it the suff the point on how, how, you know, different ways God builds your faith through suffering, encouragement, or through reminding? Maybe you need a, re a, a reminder tonight. Secondly, what is the spirit calling you to be or do right now? You know, people, I always put that question up there because it's, it's a question that, that, that causes us to, Live by faith. 
to make a decision. And and belief is different than faith, guys. Faith is believing enough to do. And so what is the Spirit calling you to be or do right now in your life? Consider those things. Write it down. Talk to somebody about it and execute. You know, go for it. Make it happen. Exercise that faith because it'll make all the difference in the world. And so what did we learn tonight? Our lesson was about how God builds our faith in our lives, how God builds faith in our lives. We talked about three ways God builds faith. There are many, but we only focused on three tonight, through suffering, through encouraging, and through reminding. Why is this important to know? It's so we understand how God is building our faith right now. It's that we understand what season we're in. Maybe God is, you're in a point of suffering right now. Great. Pay attention because God is building your faith in that and testing your faith to become more genuine and refined and pure. Why did, why is this important to know? So we understand how to trust God in whatever particular season we're in right now. But it's also so that we can live out our faith today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your attention. Have a great evening today. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.